Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is really fun. It is a hangout episode with Ricky and Charlie from Dear God, It's Me 30 podcast. They have an awesome hangout podcast, kind of like what I do, but they're in their mid-30s. They're in a different place in life than I am. So I think they have a great podcast, but they put their podcast on pause during COVID and they were kind enough to come on mine again. They're so fun. They're so funny. I always love hearing what they have to say. And I don't know, we talked about everything. We talked obviously about COVID. Um, Charlie owns her own hair salon. We talked about what that's been like during COVID. And uh, Ricky has a little bit of anxiety. And we talked about what that's been like for her during COVID. We talked about the Twilight movie series because you just should. And um, I don't know what to do for the summer. It was super fun. So I hope you enjoy these two ladies as much as I always do. They're so great. And I'm so glad they reached out to me. They reached out to me months and months ago about us doing like a podcast together. And I'm so glad they did because I think we've become friends. So that's pretty cool. So I hope you enjoy these two young whippersnapper friends of mine <laughs> in their mid-30s. But um yeah, don't forget to check out wifeotp.com. I have those links to great things. Promo codes are still up. And all the books that I had in my last uh, kind of book clubish episode and what we're reading now for the next book club is on there. So check it out. Thanks for coming back every week. I hope everybody's safe. And I hope everybody's doing okay financially. I worry so much about that. Thank God podcasts are free, right? At least you can have that for free. So... Take care, and I hope you enjoy this episode with um, with Ricky and Charlie. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay. This is Ricky's house. It's a great house. It is. It's so cute. My mom's watching Zephyr at my house, so I ran over here. So it's worked out really well. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad to see you guys. I know. I'm so oh. happy to see you. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I am too. I am too. I was very excited to see you today. <laughs> Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. I'm so excited. This, it's so cool that we have like zoom and these tools that we can still be connected even though we're in a pandemic i come i completely agree i love your 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 top is i just got it do you know do, are you um do you have hope look do you know what that is no here i'll show you it's a um i'll show you the app it's a nordstrom company i don't know if you can see that h yeah 
So it's through Nordstrom and what they do is every day they like have these major like events where they like discount out like good brands and then they have the rack side. So you can do Nordstrom rack like online. And I got so much stuff. I got this shirt for like $19 and it, and it was like $70 that had the tag still on it. And they have all these really cute designer things. Amazing. It's awesome. Called Hope, H-O-P-E. H-A-U-T-E, Hope Look. It's this Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna check that out. You get some good shit. I know. Well, you know, I don't know this, but I've lost 20 pounds. <gasps> Beautiful. You look stunning. I've been watching your journey on Instagram. You look so stunning. Well, thank you, but nothing fits in my closet. Nothing. Well, now you gotta go shopping. I know. So I keep going. I keep recycling the same shirts, like three shirts. Oh <laughs> <laughs> God. I hope I don't have to really go somewhere. Not that I'm going anywhere, but I feel the same. I feel the same. I've pretty much been wearing like old Lake Mead shirts and my workout gear. And I'm like, okay, you need to like step it up now. We're out of COVID, kind of. <laughs> kind I'm gonna, of. I'm going to toss my phone out. I forgot my phone's in here. Sorry. <laughs> I've been throwing on, so my husband's still working and he, he, oh, she walked away. I'll be right back. I'm here. I'm here. So he, um, he runs a construction company and he hasn't stopped going to work. And so he'll leave. And I literally sit in my pajamas all day till about four 30. And then I run upstairs and like shower off and throw on like a little bit of makeup. And I wear, I have two moo's that I like to throw on. I just throw them on, like, after I shower. Just a loose dress, no bra, nothing. Just, just something that I'm not in pajamas. But the other day, he surprised <laughs> me. This has happened twice in our whole relationship. He came home at 2.30, and I was so embarrassed. I'm sitting outside with a cocktail in my pajamas. He's like, oh, you haven't changed yet. It was pretty, like, kind of embarrassing. Awesome. Just because I look so sleazy, like I look like a like an unemployed dad, just like you know having a beer at three in the afternoon in my <laughs> filthy boxer shorts. <laughs> but that's so sweet that you get dressed up before he comes home. That's so sweet. I uh, dressed up is a nice word, Leanne. Uh, I, I put on the mumu. Okay, mumu's uh, that that's an elevated pajama, right? One hundred percent. Lots of airflow, though. Lots of airflow. You can cool down after your cocktail. <laughs> air it out Look at that flushed face and I'm like <laughs> well I'm a big Moomoo fan for Bert's 30th birthday we had a Moomoo party where everyone oh, had oh. Moomoo and it was fabulous these people mm. <laughs> like everybody went thrift shopping around Hollywood and the Moomoo's were spectacular it was the best <laughs> then you could just drink and you know your stomach could expand expand and no one would even know what is my party I know, right? It was really fun. So what have you guys been doing? Oh my gosh. Where well, do we start? Really has been closed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped working the second week in March and I just went back to work in the middle of June. So, but it's so different now. So it's, um, basically we can't double book. I can't work with an assistant. So normally, and that's, pretty much what I do. I'm normally double booked and I have an assistant. And so now you have to have one client at a time. You have to have a mask on. We take temperatures at the front. 
our salon has really done a good job of like really playing by the rules because we don't want to get shut down, but it's a lot of work to maintain that. Right. So I've been doing house calls too, um, in between for anyone that I can't get in or people who feel, you know, maybe they have older parents and they're just more comfortable being in their house or outside. So I've actually been working now like uh, five, six days a week just to try to play some catch up where normally I would do three long days and then be with Zephyr. So I'm, I'm so thankful that my mom doesn't work right now because she's been so helpful. Um, and Joe doesn't go back to work until uh, maybe August because of the film industry. That's what he's in. So I, they don't even have a date yet, but wow. that what a, a dicey, dicey piece, isn't it? And now one of our good yeah. producer, our movie producer, and he's having to hire a COVID specialist for his set. And, and they're like, I think if I understand this right, they're like breaking the set into teams. And yeah, works, and then if anybody's infected in this team, is isolated, and it's so sophisticated, right? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. And I guess they're only supposed to be working maybe ten hours now instead of maybe twelve to fourteen. So everything just looks different, I guess, for everybody across the board. But how have you guys been? Yeah, we've been. I mean, we've been fine. Uh, Bert was home for one hundred days, a little over hundred days. He and I have been together. For that long since oh, I wanted to ask you about that, how, how that is like having a spouse and kids at home 100% of the time. It's not super easy, I have to tell you. Um, you know, my kids are kind of adults, so they're really self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, the dishes, man, the dishes just never stop. Oh, oh my god, they're just like constant. Somebody's eating something all the time. It's crazy. And all I do is clean. And I felt like all I did was clean and cook. And it never felt like it was ever actually clean because then you're making another round of meals. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I I treated myself to paper plates like last month. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm I'm three times a day. I'm loading this dishwasher enough. I'm tree. I'm sorry, turtles. I'm sorry, environment, but I can't. Like I can't. So I got like a cute, like a, this big of a stack of paper plates, and we just paper plated up. That's really smart, actually. Yeah, it's sorry, the same. But at least they're paper, they're not styrofoam. <laughs> so, what did, what did the girls have to do with school and stuff? Even though they're self sufficient, like, did you have to at least help set that all up? What was that like? Cause I don't have a kid in school yet. Well, my high schooler was easy. She just did it. Um, Her school was already kind of functioning on this online platform where they were online in the classroom doing stuff. So basically was very similar. And they had their act together, her high school. Um, Middle school was a complete and total shit show. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) You want to know something about the Continental Congress? I can tell you. (laughs) I can tell you because I just taught eighth grade. Yeah. Um, it was, wow. It was really hard. We're actually in anticipation of high school, totally gutting Isla's room because um, she needs help with school a lot because she's dyslexic. So we always did her schoolwork like at the dining room table. But when your dining room table is school every day, it's just, it's not doable. It's not mm-hmm. We have three dogs, a cat, 
the doorbell's ringing, birds walking through the house in a speedo. You know, it's just focus. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't imagine if she's on a Zoom call with all her freshmen, you know, uh, co-students, and her dad walks behind her in a speedo. She would die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh my god. They're like, your pool man is like really nosy, very comfortable in the house here. Three <laughs> pounds. Clearly, he's not lifting weights on the Isla, our mission is to get your room ready for school, really, because, you know, she has a desk in her room, but it's really a one person desk. So, uh huh. Go there and do her homework. But for a full day, you know, her, her history teacher would say, okay, read 30 pages in a textbook and take this test. Are you kidding me? It took me an hour and a half to read the 30 pages. My son's my dyslexic child. So right. I would read them to her, and then we just ended up at the dining room table. So um, I'm hoping high school will be a better experience for Isla once we get her set up in her room. Will she go to the same school that Georgia currently goes to? Okay, so maybe they'll be, like, more on it with the – because they already seem to have a base with the online stuff. That, that and she'll have an older sister who's already been a freshman in this school with these teachers. So Smart. she'll be able to help her, you know, kind of say, this is what this teacher means or this is what the teacher wants. And I'm hoping it's better. So but is Isla going? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Rick. Um, is, is Isla going into high school this fall? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do they have their plan rolled out yet for school? Because I keep hearing different things like, distance learning like the kids will go like one week a month or one day a week and I'm like how do you know you guys obviously have kind of unconventional jobs and positions but how do people that work like a nine to five I mean how are they supposed to do that with kids I don't know I don't I really don't this has been um I can't imagine if both parents worked outside the home right Isla would have made it through eighth grade like I, I don't I spent, it took me between two and four hours a day to work with her for her school oh. every, every day, five days a week. So, and that's great because then she's learning. Right. But, but I, I mean, I guess the thought and the theory was they should be doing that on their own, especially in the eighth grade. But the way their school had their system set up, there was just absolutely no way that, I mean, each teacher had a different portal. To get it. We had to make a spreadsheet of like, okay, this teacher on this day does this Zoom and here's the address. This teacher on this day does Google Classroom and here's oh the And this teacher does this through Schoology on Monday, but on Wednesday it's on Google Meet. Literally, every single teacher has. Oh my God. I, I would be like, guess what? You're going to a trade school now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go dig ditches. How about you? Plumbing. Exactly. <laughs> so I kept thinking, how are these eighth graders managing it without their parents? Like, I, I, this is way above. They're not. They're not. I think that's the problem. They're not. And, and so, eighth grade's important. You know, all, all the years are important, but eighth grade specifically, because there's so many things I remember from high school, like they're building blocks. If you don't have a good concept of, I don't know, multiplication or fractions, you cannot advance to the next level and hope to even pass the class. So we're really dropping the ball with these kids that are like, you know, I don't know about younger grades, but eighth grade is essential, right? To continue to mm -hmm. excel as, as each year goes on. So 
you know, I, I'm watching my sister-in-law right now who has twins. She's a photographer and her husband, you know, does something at, I don't know, Blue Cross or something. And she has twins and she's like, do I give up my entire business? Because how are we going to do this? You know, it's insane. Do, do they have a plan yet or have they not unrolled that? Like what it's going to look like? Uh, they don't have a plan and they've been really open about that. About mm -hmm. saying, we don't really know what this looks like. Mm -hmm. We are planning on school starting on August 12th, but I don't know what that means. As soon mm -hmm. as we do that, we'll let you know. Uh, their goal, I think, is to do some kind of hybrid. The, the good thing about their uh, school, they're in private school. They went to public school all through eighth grade. And then in high school, they both just wanted to go to this all-girls Catholic high school. So, um, great. But it's, there's about 70 kids per grade. So, I think if I understood them right, they were talking about having, like, even grades you know, 10th and 12th grade, they're on the same day. So there's only about 140 students there spread out across a campus for 400. So the classrooms are really large. It was built a long time ago. So their classrooms are just enormous. So even when I was touring, I kept going, wow, these, are, these classrooms are huge. And even if there's 20 kids in the classroom, they're still really spread out because the, the space is there. So I think... Okay. The contact gets dicey is like in the hallway, you know, class, right. class in the hallway. I think the rest of it would be pretty manageable. And, you know, I guess the mask really is the key. So if you can find a way, especially for older kids, I can't imagine trying to teach kindergarten and keep all the kids in a mask. But in high school, you know, I would imagine you could say, all right, you're going to spend your day in a mask. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's how it has to work, and that they can maybe pull that off. But it just—it it is what it is. Like we all just have to do our part, and if that's what it is, I had a full breakdown the first day of work. I had a full panic attack, and that's not really my style at all. I'm not somebody. I I think I overbooked myself because I was trying to get everybody in, but because I can only have certain one person at a time. I think I booked myself about 12 hours that day and which would normally be normal for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't have an assistant and I don't have, and, and this is my first time really wearing a mask outside of just going to like Trader Joe's or whatever. Yeah. And so I walked in and I think it was more or less seeing all of my coworkers who were all really friendly and friends with seeing everybody wearing the mask was kind of a shocker probably for me. And then going in my room and it was kind of hot and wearing my mask. I don't know. I think I should have just maybe had one or two clients to like warm up and laugh. Back in. And that's essentially what I wound up doing because I walked in and I was like, I can't do this. I can't breathe. Oh my God. How am I going to last 12 hours? You know, I just got really in my head about it. And so I wound up just call. I did one haircut and called the rest of my, my clients and said, I'll come to your house. Um, but I just, I can't be here. Um, wow. I just can't be here right now. And everybody's super understanding, but it was a really difficult first day. And once it's almost like once I ripped off that bandaid, I was like, okay, I, I can do this. I saw what it was. I saw what it feels like. I'm, I can do this now. And I know how to book accordingly, right. um, but you're really tired. So I can't imagine kids having to wear masks all day because I don't know that this all day long. It, it's, it's kind of exhausting. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. What was that? 
I said, especially little kids, you know, that's to me a tough, you know, and I don't know what they're doing in other states, but I feel like we're in California and we should implement what we have. We have perfect weather 95% of the time, pop some easy ups up and let them like do school outside, you know, and if it, if it rains and sorry, parents, you're stuck at home with them, which is rare, but I feel like we have this beautiful setting that we pay billions of dollars to live in, like school them outside. That's a great idea. I, I, I wish we did that anyway. Heat lamps, like you're at like a nice, like happy hour somewhere and throw the desk outside. They have like rolling whiteboards and stuff. I don't know. Plan, you know, my kids elementary school, their lunchroom was outdoors. I mean, it was covered. It was outside. So they could just move their classroom out to the lunchroom. Why not? You know, I have, I've been kind of fortunate, you know, Christian and I, I just, I, if this quarantine, if this virus has made me really aware of one thing, it's just, I've become so much more grateful for what we have. I swear, like, you know, I'm 34. So the thought to get up in the morning and just be thankful that you're healthy, it doesn't usually occur to you, but I swear every morning that I wake up healthy, I'm like, thank God, like, honestly, and also I feel so blessed that, you know, my husband has never lost his job. You know, there's never been a lapse in him working, which, you know, so I've been fortunate to not really have to be forced to work. I transitioned last year from being a personal assistant for years with someone to, um, I, I was, I worked in escrow a long time ago and I have my notary license. So um, I went back to doing notaries because it's I, I'm very um, well versed in like escrow docs and it pays well. And um, my whole kind of thought was, you know, if we have kids anytime soon, this is a great way for me to like contribute to our household income, but also kind of have not a set schedule, you know, but because of that, you know, I've been terrified to go like I'm dealing with people every day in their homes and I'm just like, oh fuck that, honestly, like, there's no money that's like, worth that. <laughs> you know, and um, I, we've been helping my mother in law with her groceries. And, um, you know, so like, we've been really concerned with keeping her safe. And so I finally, like two weeks ago, sent out an email to all my clients. And I'm like, I'm ready. ish. And so but I kind of have a lot of like rules about it. Like you have to wear a mask. If you don't have one. I have one for you. I have them sanitize their hands before they touch anything. I so far everyone's been really good about this. I will kind of only sit outside. So I've sat in like driveways. I've sat at Starbucks. I've sat like, cause I just don't, I just don't want to, you know, it's just, it's, I'm very scared, honestly. So, um, it's been a, it's been a tough decision to go back and I'm not trying to jump the gun too much, but, um, it, you know, again, I feel very grateful that for the last few months, it hasn't been something that I've like had to go do. And I just feel you know, it just makes you appreciate people that like are working at grocery stores and places that we need that are putting themselves at risk every day and wearing this mask all day. And, you know, I'm bitching about two hours, but, um, yeah, I really, the silver lining for our family is we're, we are very grateful for the things that we have. So I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. It's that's great perspective. That's a great way to look at it. To, to let you in gratitude. Leanne, I wanted to ask you, aside from school and stuff, but the four of you being together at home, what have you guys been doing for fun, being locked up together? How has that been? We've been watching a lot of movies, which yeah. sounds pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've watched the Twilight series. Ooh. <laughs> awesome with yeah. Dad. 
Are we team Edward or team Jacob? <laughs> I am team Jacob. Hardcore. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. She's a total okay. idiot. I have major notes on this whole thing. <laughs> First, wait, wait, what color is the binder for the notes? I know, right? <laughs> I may need a binder. I know. Good callback, Charlie. Good callback. I think we may all be team Jacob. I think we may all be team Jacob. Uh, I am so united. Towards the end. I was all about Edward. And now in my later years that I've matured as a woman. Yes. I'm all about Jacob. Yeah. I think Edward's very controlling. Very controlling. Very controlling. Just very intense. Very controlling. And what is it about? The relationship is about the forbidden. It's not yeah. about real. It's about the forbidden. So it's like an S&M relationship. Forbidden, what do they talk about? Right? It's the typical bad boy who's like, but he's super hot. You know, exactly. that's like, this is where we go wrong as teenage girls. You think that that's what you want. And it's not. Yes. So maybe the Twilight series can be a teaching tool for teenage girls. Do you what? see what this looks like? She's yes. herself. <laughs> the part to me that was so alarming is when she's gonna go take her truck that her dad bought her and go visit her friend Jacob, and then she gets in the car and it won't turn over, and her the in the back, and it's Edward who Great. ripped her mission out so she couldn't leave her house <laughs> the red flag bitch he tore a piece of your car out so you couldn't go somewhere why didn't you just cut your brake line and, and this is like stalker behavior it totally is yeah. it's okay. totally mark Wahlberg and like fear, fear. like that <laughs> that's what this is in fact you know what go ahead and show your kids that movie next <laughs> get, a, get a real taste for what a psychopath is all about I mean, the whole thing has been, I keep going, seriously, who loved this? Why do people love this series? She's an idiot. He is so <laughs> So creepy. So we have been doing that. We have one, the last movie left. We watched, oh. we started this marathon right before Bert went back. You know, he just went on tour. Um, driving movie when, when did he leave? Like when did, when was he back at work? He left June 19th. So he was home from March, I want to say March 13th, maybe, mm -hmm. home. And then he was home till June 19th. Yeah. That's a long time to be home. And I noticed that, so, because we live in Ventura, we live by the, you know, we have the Ventura Fairgrounds, which we usually have that really big fair. They're doing something similar to what I've seen him on his Instagram. Looks like he's doing, like, um, car comedy shows, like people drive up. Is that right? They're yeah. doing the same thing here. They have like concerts and like movies. And I, I think that's a pretty innovative idea. I mean, it's pretty cool. It was really cool. You know, this is one thing that really has always impressed me about Bert. He's always been uh, like, um, I don't want to say revolutionary, but like uh, he's always ahead, two steps ahead of what's happening. So oh, he's like a visionary. So as soon as he got home from quarantine, he said, well, I wonder if we could do this in a drive-in movie theater. So you think about it, you can stay social distance in your car, and then you can have all these cars. Mm -hmm. I don't know how concessions would work, and I don't know how, how you know, you'd have to film it and project it. I don't know how that works. But he called his agent, and his agent was like, that's insane. No way. And then like three days later, the agent called back and went, you know, I've been thinking about that idea. And I made some phone calls and there's this one company that goes actually to drive in movie theaters with this portable stage 
and they have DJs come and they have like dance parties that drive in movie theaters. And why don't we take that same production and, and instead of them filming the DJ and projecting the DJ on the screen, film the comedian and put the comedian on the screen. It's the same exact level. Totally. So the production exists. So let's try it. So they just did four drive-in movie theaters and um, it was hugely successful. And we kept getting all these emails. Hey, I'm in Fort Wayne. We have a drive-in movie theater. Would you come here? Um, so we're like, that's cool. And people really did social distance because you have like your own parking spot, right? Right. So that's so cool. It's like tailgating. I mean, why not? You know, there from like 4 p.m. The people started lining up at like four o'clock in the afternoon. They were barbecuing, and everybody stayed really safe. Lots of people wearing masks. Um, Bert and his crew um, tested, uh, had their COVID test. Uh, before they got home, so they'd know if they were, you know, positive. Mm-hmm. They got back home, and they were all negative. Everybody oh, on the they went to sixteen cities in twenty days, and were all negative. Wow! Off the bus, they wore a mask and they washed their hands. That's all they really did. They stayed socially distanced, wore a mask, washed their hands. So I thought that's a real testament to how that really works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something that I love about that too, that you're like, it's, it's one thing to not only be creative and ahead of the game, but also this is something I want to learn for myself going with the, the flow of, of what's happening, the transition, you know, not fighting the current, being able to be like, okay, not getting caught up and why is this happening? And this is going to ruin me or this is going to, instead of being like, okay, this is how it is. And then being creative on top of it and figuring something out. I think those are two things that can be very different, but once hand in hand, like unstoppable. So I like Absolutely. commend you guys for, for doing that's that. Really, and you know, comedy, like it's, it brings levity and we fucking need levity right now. Bad. And I think that, even if it's just a sense of normalcy, I mean, it's different to be in your car watching a comedy show, but still to just have an event to go to, to buy a ticket for, to be on time somewhere, to get dressed for, to like look forward to, you know, I think people underestimate how important that kind of stuff is because for like one night, all, I mean, you know, we've all been quarantined. So for one night, the people showing up to these shows are like doing something normal. And I think that's mentally really important. God, don't we need it right now? Yes, that was part of his theory also. Was like we need to laugh and we need to we need to continue life somehow. Like you said, mm-hmm. how do you adjust to what's happening now and feel somehow that you're, you know, normal? It's it's not good for your mental health to stay in your house for a hundred days. It's depressing. It's really hard. So what did you do for yourself being trapped in the house? Like, did you have any, you know, because obviously we don't have alone time, but what did you do? Someone else asked me this, and I want to know what you guys have been doing because you've been, well, you've been alone a lot, but um, I've been going, you know, we bought another house that has been, that we're remodeling, but it is, it is, the city of LA is, is very slow moving, so we're kind of moving very slowly through this process, but I've been going there a lot to water the plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and take the dogs and be like, I'll see you in about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I have that luxury 
of, of, of having somewhere to go that's safe, that's completely isolated. All the workers there have masks on and I can choose not to get anywhere near them to just go in the yard and water. But we planted a lot of new plants um, right before COVID happened. So I'm just watering plants. <laughs> well, it'll be beautiful once it's done. <laughs> well, any getaway, any getaway is so nice. I have a question, like yeah. talking about like what you've been doing for yourself, but but like backing up a, a minute because I'm noticing that like a lot of people have different responses. Like when, especially in the beginning stages, like I was like so terrified, Leanne, and I'm still pretty scared. To the extent where I'm like kind of agoraphobic, like I'm kind of like stay the fuck away from me. Like I have like a long pole that I just want to like poke at people with. Are you guys, like, are you particularly like scared about this? Like, ha, like have you gone, like I had a full blow. I took my first Xanax in March, the first Xanax I've ever taken. I like, I had such a bad panic attack and it's obviously as this has become like more of our new normal, like I've. I'm not, I'm not like deathly terrified anymore, but like as a family or like in your friend circle and your family circle, like, is this something that everyone's been like really scared about? Like won't see each other or how do you, like, what's been your personal feeling about it? That's a really great question. Um, Bird had a lot of anxiety about it. You know, he has anxiety issues anyway, but I, um, I have always been the person that goes, if you follow the rules, then you'll be fine. And if you follow rules and you get it, then you're just meant to get it. Right. So from the beginning, we just immediately follow the rules in the whole house. I'm the only person that goes to the store. Um, I'm the only person that shops. I was the only person that went into the world for a long time. Uh, When the safer at home orders in LA County, I was the only person who went out and that made Bert feel better that there was one person and that of the all of us, I definitely was going to be the most diligent about my mask and my hand sanitizer. Right. So, so I don't know. I just kind of relaxed into the rules of it. Maybe I'm too trusting of the world or of the universe or whatever. But I really do believe that. If you follow the rules and you get it, then you're supposed to have it. But if you follow the rules, yeah. likely you're going to be okay. I do have um, one family group that are friends that are far more relaxed than we are. And then I have one family of our friends who are far more rigid. And that has been really anxiety producing for the rigid family. Like they are having a really hard time with this because in their defense, they have a couple of people in their family that have um, asthma. So they're very, very scared. Existing condition and I get it but she's the social pressure of being like everybody else who's just you know moderately emotionally moderately handling this and saying we must move on wear your mask wash your hands what can you do that's not their perspective Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been hard I know it's been really hard for her for the mom to um to figure out how to be I empathize with that. You know, in the beginning, I was so, and I'll cop to this, I was like Judge Judy watching people <laughs> their Facebooks. I'm like, why the fuck are you out? Do you not care about your grandma? Yeah, do, you see her, do you see her in a garage with three other people? Like, 
you know, I was like mind boggled that people, that that was my anxiety. Like I think what I've noticed about myself with anxiety, and I don't know if you noticed this with Bert or other people in your life that have anxiety, I've been able to identify it, but I kind of come off as if, and I come off, I kind of am as like kind of a controlling person. Cause the more I can control the situation, like the safer I can keep myself. Like if I can control all the variables, then, then I'm safe. So yeah. anything that's outside of my variables that I can't control now, it's like, you know, hell in a handbasket because I can't, I'm sorry. They become the enemy. Yes. So I'm watching these people and I'm like, these people are nuts. They don't care. <laughs> you know, and as if, as we've gone on and like, I mean, honestly, like I have extensions. So I went out one time to her garage to get my extensions and I came home, took off my clothes wash my hands. And I'm like, but she was touching my hair. So I went upstairs and I like washed my hair. Like, I mean, I literally, um, but as time has gone on, like I'm kind of start, like I'm not judgmental on people anymore. This is kind of like the point that we're at is like, this is our reality right now. And, and we cannot cease. Like you said, like we cannot stop living. Life still has to go on, you know? So I feel like it's at everyone's discretion now to do what they feel is essential. Even if that be socializing, that is essential for people like mentally, you know, um, or whatever it might be. And there, you need to just weigh out your risk and reward factor. And, and I can make my own choices. I have a few friends that have, in my opinion, not been safe. So I would just choose to not be around them. And then I have other friends that I feel like, you know what, like, I know that they're trying their hardest to be safe. This feels comfortable. I'm doing my best. Like we're washing our hands. We're wearing a mask. And like you said, if it happens, it happens. And I just, every day I wake up, I'm thankful that I'm not sick, but you kind of have to start like making your own decisions about what's okay. And what's not, I think, you know, it was really hard for me in the beginning though. It, it is hard, but you know what? This past weekend, Bert just got home on July 4th, right? It's July 4th. Our, we usually are super social on July 4th. Mm-hmm. So this year we have the one family that's super rigid and the one family that's super social, but has been careful in their social, but it's definitely venturing out a little more than the rest of us. You know, we just see that those two families and that's pretty much it, the three families uh, and our, and ourselves. But for July 4th, Bert said, here's what we're going to do. I've tested negative, but just to make everybody comfortable, I'm going to sit over here. Um, our other friend made a throne for him. From where we were socializing, he had his own private table, <laughs> our table of like 15 people. And he thought it was the most amazing thing ever and has decided all social events should be arranged as such going forward. (laughs) He had a throne. They printed a huge poster-sized picture of his face (laughs) and put him off to the side. And the rigid mom said, I have to tell you, all jokes aside, that made me so comfortable. Oh, good. And have a good time. And he could be here and have a good time because we were considering having the party and leaving him out. Oh, <laughs> you got to stay inside, Tal. And he was like, it's okay. You can leave me out. <laughs> He's oh just God. watching from the window all lonely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you guys having fun out there? Yeah. So that was kind of our compromise. And she said to me, this is really great because he wore a mask. 
the whole time. And we didn't have masks on because we've all been together uh, and only with each other, really, pretty much. Uh, but so stuff can be done. You know, if there are other people, that, you know, someone who is maybe in healthcare and you're nervous, then what, you can do that. You can socially distance. You can wear a mask. You can have your own private table at the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in every conversation. This was all by himself. And then when we cleared his plate, we all just like hazmatted ourselves. Oh, that is so amazing. But so I mean, funny. it can be done. Like you said, if you have a little creativity and you function you happening yes. creatively, you can figure it out. It can be done. And I think you just, you just have to really wait. We did something similar on 4th of July. We go every year to our girlfriend's house who live in Silver Strand. And they have this beautiful beach house and it goes off at the beach on 4th of July. I mean, there's like bands and thousands of people and fireworks going off. We've done it every year. Really Kobe Fourth's nightmare, basically. Yeah. Totally. And so this year, 4th of July is on a Saturday and we're like, oh, it is going to be so insanely busy down there. Like it's not even worth it. You know, like it's, and again, me with my variables, I'm like, I cannot control the situation. I, I can't go there. So we ended up having it here at my house. Like I had five people over and I made, I was like, so I was so proud of myself, Leanne. I'm like, what can I make that people don't have to like fondle and breathe over? And I made fish kebabs and I like, you know, so, and I didn't put up chips that people put their dirty hands in. Like I really tried, I put Lysol in every room and I like put all my doors and windows open and I felt really, we all just brought our own drinks. We all just had our own. Yeah. Everything was like super spaced out COVID friendly. We were good about it. And I, and everybody there felt comfortable. It was just our five friends who we've only seen each other anyway right. through all of this. Right. So, but it was, it was nice as much as it could be like such a bummer. I know Ricky feels the same as me, but we all, I love 4th of July more than Christmas. Like I love this holiday. It's our favorite thing. And so it, yeah, you could have just sat around and been super bummed, but you figure it out and you can, we, it was lovely. We had a really good time. Just the five of us. So fine. We MacGyvered it for sure. You did what? We MacGyvered, MacGyvered. it. Sure. MacGyvered it. Yeah. <laughs> we just had, Georgia just turned 16 in June. So we had three consecutive evenings of 16 birthdays. Oh, I saw that. I was wondering what you were doing. Yeah, it was three. It was a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. So we compartmentalized all her friend groups, one from elementary school. One night was high school. One night was family friends. We had outdoor movie night. Everybody brought their own chair. And I did the same thing. I got like this shower caddy and mm -hmm. I gave every person a shower caddy and they put all their food in their caddy and all the food was prepackaged, like, like bag of chips, um, you know, so smart cookies. The popcorn I made and made in, and put in the little popcorn boxes. So you took your box. Oh of my God. All in their little shower caddy and went over their little chair. That's and that social so cute. And That's a great idea. Yeah. Awesome because I thought now, like you said, nobody's putting their grubby hands in a yeah. bag. Or <laughs> yeah. It's all in your little doodad. There's even right. a little spot to put your soda. So that is so cute in your caddy that is yours and no one will pick it up and drink it by accident and it really worked everybody kept saying this is amazing and I was like <laughs> trying to keep them safe because even within those groups there are people who were not comfortable there and, and you can't trust everybody 
just because maybe, you know, you know, that person doesn't mean that that person's sibling or somebody wasn't, you know, so you just totally. have to, you yeah. don't know. It's like herpes. Like, it's like, <laughs> anyone can have this. <laughs> you know, like it just takes one. It, I, I wanted to tell you, Oh, despite my best efforts though, Leanne, and although I felt safe, like 99% of the day on 4th of July, Charlie, before you got there, my, mm-hmm. my other, our other best friend, Abby, she had, we both had a cocktail and I was like, <laughs> and I put the straw in my mouth and she's like, that's my straw. And I was like, and my mom was here. She's like, Ricky, you didn't. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I like, didn't swallow. I didn't swallow. I ran <laughs> it out and I, I got like, I got, um, and I rinsed out my mouth and then I did salt water and I was like, I think I nipped it in the bud because I didn't swallow it into my body. I mean, it was a real terrifying moment for me. Oh my God. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. The worst thing that could happen right now did, right? Bring your own cup. Yeah. Bring your own cup. (laughs) That's really. Nobody has the same cup. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So we, by the time I got there labeled every, like mine looked like Charlie, like you can't, she already had a preset cup out for me. I'm like, how lovely. Now I get why I had no idea that that totally. happened. <laughs> How is John doing in all this? He's not, he's just, is he good or how's he, how's he doing? How's what? I'm sorry. How's your son doing? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's actually been great. I, um, I, I loved every second of it. I worked for 20 years con- consecutive. Like, yeah. Um, since I was 15, I've had a job. So consistently never not had time off like that. Um, the first, I want to say, I believe it was the first two weeks. Remember it was kind of rainy. There was like a couple, those were the days I started drinking at like two. Um, and other than that, <laughs> other than that though, it was really good. Cause normally, even if it was raining, I take them somewhere, go to a museum or whatever. Um, so those were hard, but the rest of the time I really enjoyed this time because he's going to be two, uh, three in September. So he's just at that delicious age and he's a sweet boy. So we've been taking, you know, walks, walks, walks galore. I've walked my <laughs> ass off. Now I got to lift weights because I'm getting t-shirt on. <laughs> I need to tighten it up, but I've been walking, walking like crazy. And he's just, he's really fun. So I bought like a bunch of different water toys to play with outside. You just get creative. You just, you just do what you can, but he's been actually really great. I was kind of bummed like going back to work. Actually, I kind of got into like a vibe of like, I could be a lady who lunches. <laughs> you know, I'm full of this. That's great. Yeah. I, you know, when this first started, and I've said this throughout, this might be an opportunity to say thank you for the time with my kids. Yep. Never, ever spend this much time, particularly with Isla, helping her with school. So as much as that was difficult, I would at the end of the day say I'm so grateful. And we'll look back on this time and go, wow, that was really special, even though it kind of sucked. Absolutely. My mom and I learned about the Continental Congress together and that, you know, we learned about George Washington together and the Declaration of Independence together and the Bill of Rights together and compound chemistry together. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where I went, that's really special. Yeah. Absolutely. From that lens instead of 
Totally. Instead of being like, oh, what's today going to bring? You know, I was definitely, that's all that came through my mind. Like where you're never going to get this opportunity again. And God willing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. God willing. Um, so I really tried to be present in the moment, um, and just, and hang with him. And, um, also though, something that was different. And I know we didn't talk about this last time, but Joe and I actually have separated and, but it was, this is pre COVID. We are not one of the statistics. <laughs> okay. Cause there's a lot of those, but we, we get along great. Like we're, we hang out together. We're awesome. He's, we're still like a family unit. It's really important to us. So in a way, I mean, I, I said glass half full and all this is going down. I was like, basically because he wasn't working, we just decided let's do two days on two days off with each other. So like you get some time, I get some time alone. We wound up hanging out a lot. Um, anyway, and with my parents and stuff, they had a big backyard that we could all go to. And so that was great. Um, but it was like glass half full. We picked a good time to separate at least, you know, you get some time and I get some time. So we him two days off. And it was just, uh, that, that helps. That definitely helps. But it was also crazy. It's been a crazy year. There's been a lot of, I think that everyone feels that way. I think that um, through this, there's just a little bit more of stress on everybody, aside from what you already have that you're dealing with, you know, yeah. no matter what, everybody has their shit going on. So that definitely amplified or can amplify your emotions after a while. But if you can get through this, fuck it, you can get through anything. I feel like this a little stronger. This is a magnifier. Of yeah, for sure. And what's not working. So again, what a great opportunity. What a great yeah. opportunity to say to your partner, look how amazing we did in this area. That's amazing. And then to say, look where we're falling apart in this area. <laughs> we got nothing but time. Let's work on it. Yeah. And not always, the answer isn't always that it is that you stay together. That's not always okay. the answer. But for you to work on it and to really make an educated choice is what matters. Is that you don't go, I'm done here and walk out. But what an opportunity this quarantine would give people to say, well, what's going on? What do I want? How do I? I'm sorry, my text messages are going off, and I no, that's okay. Off before we started, so sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I look at everything as a learning opportunity. I don't know, and yeah. this definitely one to say, okay, we're separated. We have all this condensed time to figure out how this works. That's yeah, a great opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's it's been great, and just to to have that time too, to really like just self-reflect on, on myself and have that time. Cause I don't feel like I ever have that time in this place of working and having a two-year-old and blah, 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 blah. I never really give myself that time. So it was nice to have a little bit of free time on my own and to walk down at the beach or just to like lay in bed and like meditate for a minute and just really kind of concentrate like what moving forward in my life, just what do I want my future to be and flourish? And so I hope other people had that opportunity too, but I'm very grateful for this time. It's eye opening and so many levels mm-hmm. for how to lead my life. And also just to be a considerate person. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, 
that's a huge thing, especially just the masks alone. Yes. To take the moment. It takes a moment, just a moment of your time to be considerate. Mm-hmm. And people get either get in the habit of being considerate, considerate or get in the habit of being oblivious. You're not necessarily inconsiderate if you're not considerate, but if you're oblivious to it, it you know, why? It, so simple to just take a moment. I agree with you. Yeah. We, um, we were, Christian and I were like, as we watched Charlie with Zephyr, those first few weeks, especially when it was raining, you know, cause we've been trying to have kids and it hasn't worked out, but I was like, it's a great time to not have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true too, Ricky, if you don't already have them. Yeah. Oh, it was a great time. And nice, you know, yeah. I didn't think about we we're a society and a culture that respects the grind and the hustle and the work through it and the shower, you'll feel better and the more mm-hmm. hours. And I, I just think for, I mean, I understand that there's a lot of people that still had to work, but the majority of people have been like at home or whatever. I don't know. And I mean, that's what I said. That's what I meant when I said, God willing, we don't have another pandemic like this, but I don't know that we'll ever get this opportunity ever again. Yeah. That people spent time with their family. They were at home. They ate at home. We found a lot of joy in like simple pleasures, um, like just finding like uh, more desolate places to like go on a hike. We took a lot of drives. We would go see his mom and go like walking with her Saturday mornings. And, you know, I know she loved that because what mom wouldn't love that. But, you know, you we're usually too busy with our own lives to do something like take a walk on a Saturday morning with my mother-in-law. So, um, we, you know, I appreciate like the simplicity where our life has, has kind of, um, uh, become a little bit more simple, which is really nice. That's another silver lining, you know? I agree. Our neighborhood here, uh, was, was people walk, people ride bikes, but it's not like a crazy walking neighborhood until this happened. And <laughs> yeah. this is like. The streets are full of people skateboarding, (laughs) riding bikes all the time in families where I think about that too, where this never happened. We never slowed down enough. And I mean, even just my own schedule, there was no time for us to do that. We were at softball, at piano, at tutoring, at this, at that. Uh, I'm driving to and from high school, driving to and from middle school. There's no time to go, hey, let's go on a family bike ride. It just yep. didn't work like that. There's two and a half hours of homework after you've been in school all day and been to softball practice. And I much prefer this pace. Me so, too. Me be, too. My question is, how do we as a society maintain a semblance of this pace? Like, I know this pace may not be possible, but how can we, like, split the difference maybe? If we just... Instead of working 12-hour days, maybe we can work a nine-hour day, nine and a half, and then have a little more. You know, how do we do that? I totally agree with you. That's definitely another thing that I thought about and getting back into work and being really anxious about what that was going to look like. I've been doing it now for uh, about a month. And this pace, I like more than what I was doing. I was constantly booked on a half hour. Da, 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 da. and I think I'm going to adjust that. And I think I'll just be a little bit more conscientious about who, what's worth it and time away from my son. And I'm, I'm definitely, I want to change and adjust certain things and make my life just 
easier in that sense. Mm-hmm. What, what am I, what's the rat race that we're going through? What's really important, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think adjusting that to whatever that looks like for everybody is so important. We need this time together. We need this connection and we all live under the same roof and sometimes don't even connect with each other. I think it's been very obvious that that's its own pandemic. I agree. It is its own. And Leanne, what a blessing for you, especially having teenage daughters that, you know, it's like, I feel like, especially 16, right? Two years, she's 18 and she's off wherever she's going to go. And this one's entering high school. And your daughters seem a little different in that they genuinely like to spend time with you. Like, not like most teenagers, how they just want to get far, far away. But, you know, it's <laughs> like me and Ricky. Not yeah. to like We're yeah. just not to like it. You have to like it. You must like it. <laughs> you know, whether or not, even they just develop their own lives and interests to get licenses, whatever. So that's a nice blessing to have this really solid family time as they kind of enter that phase in their life where they kind of are starting to like not – not to say not need you, but you know what I mean? Like they're teenagers. It's nice to like have, even if it's forced this time as a family, I think that's a blessing. Yeah. It's a huge blessing. And the, the, the key is, is not my request, right? It's the request of society. You mm-hmm. must stay home. So then their approach to it is very different than if I said, no, 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 you're just going to stay home with mommy and yeah. <laughs> an egg until you hatch. You know, that that would not be received well, I don't think. But this, there's no choice to be had. Even Bert, who is the most social human being on the planet, I swear to God. The first probably eight weeks, never even asked to do anything. And was super grounded and calm. He, did, he drank, I think we counted like 15 of the 100 days. He drank about 15 days of the 100. He had no interest in any of that social rat race uh-huh. that us in because it wasn't an option. So right. I'm amazed at, at the shift in him from that removal, of that option. It made him really just grounded and present at home instead of like, where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we going? What are we doing? You know? What a relief. And especially, you know... In the position he's in being a public figure, you know, there's always pressure on these people to have good content and, you know, be, be interesting and be around interesting people and put out more content. And, and when no one, I mean, even you watch like people like John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, like live streaming from their kitchen, doing nothing. There's no expectations. What a relief to take this off your plate that there's no expectations because no one's doing anything. You know right. what I mean? You're yeah. not boring. No one's doing anything. You know, I mean, not mm-hmm. even just as someone with anxiety um, to not have to get, <laughs> I mean, the, besides my meltdown, like week one, my anxiety has been like pretty good because if, if I kind of stay off the internet and stop reading things, I don't really have the pressures of like having to be somewhere at a certain time or, you know, like I, I don't, it's kind of nice. Like I don't, I don't really have the same parameters in which we usually have, you know, it's, I'm, I feel very relaxed. That's good. So let me ask you some questions about your friends and your social group. Mm-hmm. Anybody detrimentally affected financially by this? Um, well, I would say, I mean, I definitely have been because 
Um, but I'm coming, I mean, I'll, I'll be fine, but they, because I'm self-employed and because of what that looked like, um, and ADD, as I appreciate anything that they, you know, that unemployment has given us, but I've only been paid for the first four weeks. I've, I've kept up on my bills except for maybe one or two things I deferred, but I chose, I didn't want to get behind, but I was using my own money to try to pay, you know, like I really didn't. And I still have yet to get a hold of people. So I have a lot of things now moving forward that I'd like to be done and pay off, but could not get a hold of them. Wasn't working. Literally I'm starting over now. Wow. And again, I'm going to be fine and I'm positive and I work my butt off, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 15 again. I feel like, (laughs) wow, that's really hard. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. And you can't get a hold of anybody or talk to anyone through these programs to, you know, it's so challenging. Right. You mean through the, the, um, PPP and that kind of stuff. I didn't do PPP. I really just did unemployment Mm -hmm. and, um, but it's, it's confusing and it's, hard. And if you miss anything, they kick you off and then trying to get back on has been a nightmare. And just, I've I heard just, from other people. it's such a nightmare, mm-hmm. but I mean, overall, I, listen, I, it's not like I have a huge, crazy overhead. So I feel like I'm going to be okay. That's my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Ricky, what about you? What do you think? As far as our friend group being really affected, um, Charlie, I would say is probably the most affected person that I know personally, like intimately their financial situation. Maybe we have friends that I don't know because they don't talk about it. Our one girlfriend who has been a waitress forever and her restaurant decided to shut down. So she's definitely in like, oh shit mode where she's like, what am I going to do? Cause she's worked there forever and did really well there. And, um, but you know, I think personally, as far as anyone I know their financial situation goes. Yeah. I think Charlie was hit the hardest because she's a business owner. She's a small business owner. And, um, you know, I mean, she's busted her ass since we were like 19. She's grown this really great business and has this great clientele. And then to be shut down against your own will with no plan, no notice. Um, I, it's like, what do you do? And they came, the unemployment came really late to the table as far as having something for self-employed people. And again, it's like, well, you, this is not our toys, you know? And it wasn't like we were given a year to prep for this to save. I mean, this was literally like one day we're open, one day we're closed. Sorry, I keep slamming that. So that was really tough, you know, difficult during that time to watch Charlie because it's like, what are the, what are, what are they supposed to do? You know? So but I, I will say like, we've been blessed so far to not really have a ton of friends that are like really that, that I'm aware of. Maybe they are silently, but that I'm aware of that are really, really suffering. But I know we're rare. I know so many people are. Yeah. I think a lot of people really yeah. are. I think this was a significant setback for a large part of our population that they may never recover from, which really, me. I don't know how to help or what to do you know, even as a voter, what you even, what policy you can put in place or how to make any changes. And it's one of those things that's just terrible. It's one of those moments where you feel like I'm such a rule follower that when, when the accountant says you should have six months of living expenses in the bank, I'm like, done, done, check, check, check. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always been that, um, 
I'm not a fear-based person, but I try to <laughs> avoid a reason to be afraid. And yes. Like, let's just put this much money in savings before we do anything, before we have a vacation, before we buy a new car, before we... And that takes so much discipline. That's not normal. I don't think that's a normal way of behaving. It's, but, but it's good. That's a good way to be, though. I would serve you well know. when it's an emergency happens, right? Moment, because then we go, okay, we can not earn one dime for six months and be fine. Because yeah. we've been stocking that away over years. And I feel like that is, I don't know what percentage of the population thinks or acts like that, but I don't think it's high. And most people don't earn enough to be able to. That's what I was going to say. I think that's the issue. I think a lot of people would. I think that, especially living in California, you know, it's so expensive. I mean, you're basically like living on a prayer constantly. So I think the amount of people that have the extra funds to be able to save is really low as it is. But ideally, I mean, look how well, you know, for anyone that can, you know, their stress level, at least financially is a lot lower than other people's because they were able to stock it away. Yes. Yes. That's been, uh, I think part of the reason I haven't been as stressed is because we are fortunate enough to have been saving, 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 but I feel so afraid for other people and how they're going to recover. There's so many people. My mom has been volunteering actually up by the fairgrounds, um, up, uh, by our house in Ventura. And there's certain designated days where families who literally don't even have money for groceries. What my mom's been doing is I guess companies will come in and they prepackage food and whatever. And so they will run my mom and other volunteers will run to the back of their cars and just put some food in. And she said like the other day, there was a man who just broke down crying to her and was like, you have no idea. And he had kids in the back and he was like, you have no idea what this means to us that we can even have food right now. We have no, they have nothing, nothing. And that's why I'm so glad. Like, yeah, I'm starting over, but I've been able to keep up on my bills, you know, mm-hmm. and there's people who are just going to be destitute and have children. And that just breaks my heart as mom. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what to do. It makes me feel very helpless mm-hmm. um, yeah. and overwhelmed because it, there's, it's got to be so many people. Mm-hmm. So many people. And it's sad that like small businesses, like all these little mom and pop shops and and small businesses and, you know, entrepreneurs, these are like the backbone of America. And like you said, so many of these places, this is what makes America unique too. And not, you know, like some track home, you know, um, corporate restaurant, like, you know, I don't think they're going to recover. And now that we were like open and then they switched it to where bars have to close and you, you can only serve if you're sitting, uh, if if you have a outdoor seating area, these companies, these restaurants that spent all this money to reopen now got slammed back down to the ground again. And it's like, I don't, most of these people aren't going to be able to recover. That's devastating, especially over something that wasn't their choice. And as terrified as I have been about COVID and not wanting to catch it, I also feel like, and I don't know, and this is very controversial, so we don't really have to touch it if you don't want to, but I feel like we're ruining an economy over something that 99% of people are going to recover from. Like, where, where do you, where, where, where do you draw that? I know a lot of people take that as like, I'm being disregardful to the 1%. I could certainly be one of the people in that 1%. And, and, and that's what terrifies me. I don't want to take the chance. I don't want it. I don't want to know how my body will react with it. But on a larger scale, this is, there's a 99% recovery rate and we are just 
devastating an economy. Yes. It's a really, it's, it's not to be ignored that point really. And I think that's probably what was going on in Georgia and Arizona and the places that tried to open their economy early quote early mm-hmm. trying to get, I think the, the problem was the individual people were not uh, being careful. Like if right. they opened the bar and everybody wore a mask, they wouldn't have closed the bar because it oh, would that, totally spread. I mean, that's really the it's truth. So true. It's so. two weeks ago. No joke, Leanne. Oh my God. It was so ridiculous. My, one of my girlfriends came over and it was just the two of us. We were both kid free and we're just like hanging at the house in sweatpants. And we we're like, let's just walk down. We weren't going to go out, like go to the bars, but we we're like, let's just walk down and see what main street's like now that the bars and restaurants were opening up these makeshift patios and shutting down. So cars can't drive through. And that idea is wonderful in general. They should probably keep it that way. But it was like COVID what? So basically, instead of being in a restaurant, everyone is shoulder to shoulder with no masks on. It wasted on patties because they're they've been so cooped up for so long but your inhibitions fall apart mine certainly would i'd be hanging all over oh my god i love you and that's what was (laughs) going on so you're like this is a double inconsistent standard of what are you and you know oh two days later how weird it all the covid shot up like a thousand percent (laughs) it's absolutely right when bert bert's first stop on this tour was arizona and the place where he was performing was supposed to have, I think, 30% capacity, was supposed to be taking temperatures upon entry, and were supposed to be requiring everyone to wear a mask. They were at 100% capacity. There were no masks in the audience. And as far as they could tell, there were no temperatures taken. So Bert said, yes, I'll come here and help you earn 30% of what you should be earning, but 30% is better than zero. And they were fully non-compliant and packed that house because they needed. That's disappointing. It was really disappointing. And Bert then, of course, was terrified. He's like, "I definitely have COVID. I definitely have COVID." Goes to another city in Texas, almost the same scenario. Mm. Where he goes, this is why you can't open it because the people give an inch, they take a mile. Yep. I agree with you. We are ruining our economy, but. There is some responsibility on us as a public also. Just when they say, we're going to enter open the door for you to go, okay, one at a time. Let's go through one at a time and not try to flood and make everything normal because it's, it's, not, it's not working. You know? It's not working. It's, it's not working. I, I'm so proud of the salon that I work for, for taking everything so seriously. Sure. Is it a pain in the ass? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, or is it uh, an experience? No, not like you're used to, but that is one thing they, it's been so, we've been so diligent about taking temperatures. No one is lingering. No one's in the front. No, you're in, you're out. Boom. Everything is sanitized in between. Yeah. We do our towels at home. Yes. We rip off our clothes and some of us are even wearing, um, uh, como se dice. Yeah. Scrub like a lot, so we could just rip off our clothes, you know, when we get home and throw them in. But that's what it takes. Like the faster everybody just does this and complies, the faster we can be done. Yes, that we can get it up again. Because if you if you would 
if you would act like an adult, <laughs> open up safely. That's what I feel like. Just yeah. be honest about it. You know, if your doctor says take this pill once a day and you won't have a heart attack, why would you not do that? Totally. Right. right. So, I agree with you. The doctor said, put the mask on, wash your hands. Why would you not do that? And I'm with you. If I went to a bar, I would totally forget. Mask yeah. in totally. some place would totally forget. So maybe starting with the bars was maybe a bad move. Yeah. Restaurant, a little bit more manageable in a restaurant. Yeah. Totally. The yeah. Bad call. That was a it really job. is. And, and I want that those businesses to thrive. I really do. But it's not their fault. It's the pe- people just as I personally saw, just run amok and go crazy. And, you know, they think that they're okay. But well, anything alcohol, your self, your sense of self preservation. I think the idea that yeah. they have now, which is uh, restaurants have to close by 10. <clears throat> you have a 90 minute cap on being there and you have to sit at your table. And in order to order alcohol, you have to order food. I think for right now and the here and now that's, that's a, probably a better idea than just like a free for all tavern being open, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, unfortunately. And, yeah. and I'm one of the people that lean towards we're fucking the economy, but there, there has to be a shade of gray. Yeah, we are fucking the economy and we need to figure out how to, how to get around this so we can reopen, but also, yeah, like we can't, we, we have to do it carefully, you know? Um, and it's, and I think that's the frustrating part is like not knowing when it'll be done, not knowing how we're going to get better. If not everyone complies, that's, uh, those are the questions that give me anxiety. Cause I'm like, how long is this going to last? You know, but it's claustrophobic a little bit. It is very claustrophobic. That's a great way of putting this. Mm-hmm. It is very claustrophobic. We don't know when, I feel that way too. When is this, I mean, TikTok buddy, when's this going to stop? But the truth is herd herd immunity is when 70% of the population has been exposed. What are we at? 5%? 5? Something like that. Oh my God. not even close. So if we need to really get back to normal, we either have to expose everybody and get it over with, or, which I don't know that that's the right answer because then our health system would be overrun and would crash and wouldn't be able to effectively care for people. So that's not the answer, but, but how do you get there? How do you get there safely? And right. in this phase two was their way of trying to get there safely. And you know, the other part of it is too, I, this is also controversial. Not a lot of people like this either. I love those ones. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. People die of the flu every year. Right. I don't want anybody to die of anything ever. Right. Ever. But our, uh, I don't know, we, we vaccinate for the flu and you get it anyway. And sometimes you relax yourself a little bit. And I totally. think uh, our society needs to relax a little bit, um, just a little bit. And if people would just freaking wear their masks. We would be in some, right. you know, I just thought of this right now. Why don't we just take all the active COVID people, just throw them on an island like we did with the lepers. You guys duke it out like Lord of the Flies, survival. Then you can come back. Just send them away until right. they can come back to society. COVID <laughs> Island. COVID, COVID Island. Island. COVID Island. Oh, that's. Yes. I just watched Dr. Fauci addressing. I don't know who is he addressing when he addresses people. Is it Congress? Is it the Senate? Who, who you know, like you see, like okay, whatever. He's addressing all these people, and I feel silly that I don't know. But the the one man says to him, Dr. Fauci. I think that we have a lot of 
the United States public looking towards this vaccine as like the, the be all end all of life can return. We have parents keeping kids from school. We have people not working. We have a, an economy crashing and everyone's like, come on vaccine. And he's like, you know, every year we have a flu vaccine that has to effectively change every year because the flu mutates. Now I know this is a novel virus, but at this point, it kind of seems like that's going to be the situation with this vaccine when and if we get one. Um, is is that correct? And obviously Dr. Fauci like talked around it, talked around it, but the bottom line is he finally ended up agreeing like, yeah, the vaccine is not really like the, the answer that's going to save us. And so the guy's like, we need to figure out a more, um, you know, probable workaround because we cannot put everything on red and hope that this vaccine is going to, you know, save everything. I'm more like, I feel like if we could just get a medication that could treat it, you know, like you get strep throat, you take what penicillin, you know, penicillin or a, a Z-pack, we could get something that like effectively really knocks it out. That is more promising to me than a vaccine, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you know? like, like Tamiflu. For yes, exactly. Everybody. But for a lot of people, Tamiflu will knock those symptoms down to like right. 20% of what they would be. Right. Uh, no, Tamiflu did that for one of my kids. One time she had the flu. The next time she had the flu, it did nothing. But that right. one, I was like, oh, this is doable. I mean, yeah, totally. you can, we can manage this. No problem. Right. I agree. That would be amazing if we could. Right. And then the same people that would be susceptible to dying from the flu or pneumonia, that, that's an age and that's like a comorbidity thing that a lot of times you can't, that's just life, you know, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but, you know, if you're 90 years old and frail, yeah, a really bad bout of the flu might kill you, you know, or, or pneumonia, you know, but for most of the population, they could take like a Tamiflu and probably like be cool, you know, and, and so I, I'm kind of looking forward to that day that we get like a medication. So yeah. that's a great day to look forward to. Yeah. Then you're not so scared about getting it because we're probably all going to get it. But if I could just hold on till there's a medication, that's like what I keep telling myself. I'm like, just hold, just hold on until there's like something to take, you know, a reasonable treatment, a reasonable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Broadway, the Broadway guy that passed away Sunday. You yes. I wonder if, because they didn't know how to treat him in the beginning, if, if he had gotten COVID now, because they've learned a lot about respirator and how to care for someone without right. having a respirator, if it would have had a different outcome. I bet. Um, I wonder. Um, you hate to think he was a guinea pig, but if he was, that's something else to be grateful for, to have made mistakes or to have learned yeah. the process to help maybe millions of other people not have to suffer the way he did would be pretty amazing too. It's just really scary and unprecedented. And I guess this happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu, but I don't know anybody that was alive during the Spanish flu. And, and nobody was connected the way, the way that we are now. Like, <laughs> Twilight. We should ask. We didn't die. Die. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he got turned into a vampire. The From Spanish the flu. <laughs> you are right. Boy, you are a smart cookie. We just tied this all together. We just Those Twilight. That's your yes. <laughs> so we should, has the we should rewatch Twilight to see <laughs> how <laughs> for us. Maybe we should just all become vampires. <laughs> 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 
Totally. Okay, we'll check that off the list. We're good. I know. No problems left and right here. It's crazy. We should podcast every week. And what what problem are you gonna (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry, we'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. That is really funny. What does the rest of the summer look like for you, Leanne? Like what are you guys up to? That is a very interesting question because, you know, we always go to my dad's lake house in Alabama every year. And this is, uh, we're probably not going to go. My dad's 72 and I don't really want a chance giving him anything, even though he's super beyond healthy for his age. Um, I'm really worried about that. And my kids are struggling with that. So we were just yesterday saying, huh, maybe we, sorry, my gardener's here. Uh, uh, maybe we drive cross country in an RV and see my dad, but my kids being teenagers were like, it's too long. It's too long to be gone. I don't want to be in an RV with my parents as much as they love the parents. Three weeks in an RV. I think that's long for any of you guys. Yeah. So I think we're looking at pretty much um, this house for the rest of the (laughs) night. We were talking about renting a house on the beach in Oxnard for the month of August. If they did that. You did? Yeah. You know, we, we live right down the street. And so, and we grew up there. Basically my mom actually just came. She, um, my mom lives up North, although she's lived here her whole life. She's lived up North for like 10 years. Both her parents died in the last six weeks. So she came down not, not from COVID just from old age and dementia and other, it's been terrible, but, um, her, they have a house in Burbank and her and her sister have been there like dealing with all the stuff. And she's like, I need to get to the beach. So we rented a house down on silver strand. I, I'll send you the info. If you want to look at it, it was a pretty sweet little house. Um, right on the, like two houses from the water. Really cute. So I'd love that. Yeah. So yeah you nice. should do it. And my it friend Terry so does it every year in August. It's really fun. Yeah. There's nothing available. Nothing oh. on Airbnb, nothing anywhere available. But we thought if the girls are in school remotely, maybe that's yeah. our summer. As in August, we'll go up there, but there's nothing in July. Bert's home for July, and then he may be leaving in August um, to film something in Atlanta. But he's going, and they're quarantining him for two weeks before production starts. So he'll have to move into a house in wow. Georgia by himself and live there for 14 days before they start production. Every cast and crew member is doing that. I think they're renting a full hotel. But wow. Crew in and live there for two weeks. How crazy. What an experience. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Do you have access to like anyone who works at the hospital? Cause as far as going to your dad's, like we have a few friends that work in the hospital and they get like rapid tests, like 15 minutes, you know, I feel like if you could like hop on a, Jet does Jet Suite X go there? Probably not. Probably doesn't go that far. I have this whole thing in my mind where I'm like, if you can get swabs, get the result, get on the plane, don't yeah. don't bother anyone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I like this way of thinking. I like this way of thinking. <laughs> if I want something done, I will get it done. I will get it done. You see um, that way, you do. So I, yeah. If I want something done, I will figure. I will jimmy rig something. Like I will get it done. Like it'll be done. That's awesome. So I don't know what our summer holds. We're gonna practice some softball, water some plants. Oh well, wait, I have a great idea. This is I can't believe I forgot to tell you. We're doing this. We're, we rented a houseboat. Oh, where? 
Lake Mojave. <laughs> really? I am so excited because how safe could you be? You're on the middle of a lake. No one's around. And it's like a two-bedroom, air-conditioned houseboat with a, a roof and everything and a water slide. We're um, doing a houseboat. Awesome. A roof and everything. It has a roof. It comes to the roof. It comes to the roof. So that's not a bad idea. That's like, a- yeah, that's, you guys should do that. I, I've never even heard of like Mojave. Is that in California? Yeah. No, it's in no. it's Nevada. Nevada. What is it? Like four hours away or something like that? I it's, think that's it's, it's in Nevada. It's like going towards Laughlin, Havasu. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a real long. There's it's a big river, um, um, or lake. I don't know. Is it a is it a lake or a river? I think it's a lake. Um, well, it's anyway. A lake. It goes through several different states, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be in like Mojave. So kind of like close to like Laughlin, but N- Nevada, it's about a four hour drive. So not a big deal. And we're just going to spend a few days like floating and tubing and we rented jet skis and awesome. Yeah. It'll be really fun. I'll look into that. That's I'll Bert send you the company that, that we booked through. That, that would be awesome. Bert keeps saying we should go to like Powell and rent a houseboat and you know, being from the South, uh, my family had a houseboat from the time I was probably, I don't know, seven until 13. I love oh, houseboats. Cool. I love houseboats. I've never been. Oh, they're so fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's a blast. It's a lot of work, like, to and from. Us. We went last year. It was so hot, but it's so much fun. Like, once you get all settled... And you're there. It is like so magical to just have your people and like you're in nature and you're just jumping yeah. in water. It's the best. It's so it's fun. It is fun. What are you guys doing besides houseboating for the summer? Anything? Uh, I'm going to go to Palm Springs. Ricky's not going. She's invited, but I'm supposed to go to Palm Springs with a couple friends this weekend. But it's like, oh, the devil's asshole hot. It's going to be like ah. 115 degrees. Is it really? What? Yes. Now I'm like, regret. Wow. Regret. I, yeah, I'll have fun. I'm going to be passed out. Like, I. <laughs> so basically, we're not leaving. We're not doing anything crazy. We're just going to sit by the by the pool, pretty much. Be sleep in the pool, I guess. That heat. <laughs> I don't know. That's about it, though. Yeah. And she's still considering houseboat if it'll work out. We're going to do houseboat. I just booked a camping spot for October. So, which Charlie, yeah, I have to talk about. Um, yeah. we, we actually, did. I was telling what you I was did. telling you. Oh, we did. Okay. Five o'clock was, drunk Ricky on 4th of July told me. Oh, good. the perfect oh, time. Good. No, that was like the great, you're the best when you're a little buzz. Yeah, very, very accurate information. At five o'clock. She's fun. Five yeah. O'clock. Oh, yeah. We're going to do the houseboat and, you know, we did the beach house and, um, we went to Palm Springs in May. So we've managed to like kind of have a good summer. I bought, I wish I could show you. I wish there was a way to flip this camera because I'm looking at it right now. We bought a, an April In April. It was hot as shit. And we were probably what three, two, three weeks into this quarantine. And I said, I want a pool. I want one of those, like, not like a blow-up pool. I want, like, a nice above-ground pool. And Big Lots had one for $100. And I, yeah, I conned the lady into setting it aside because that's when you couldn't buy non-essential things. She set it aside for me. 
set that bitch up and I float out of my pool. I lay by the pool all the time. I really, it's a, it was a very smart purchase. Girlfriend, you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> you know, you have a above ground pools I had before we put this pool in. I would get one every year because I wanted my yard because my kids were too little to not have a yard. And I was like, I don't have enough room for a yard and a pool. So I'm going to put the pool up in the summer, take it down, have the yard when it's too cold to swim. I am a huge fan of pools. Yes. Get rid of it. And so, with it. They're easy to maintain, too. People think they're hard. They're not no, that hard. I was going to tell you, my mom gets such a kick out of this. I spent $100 buying the pool, but I probably spent $1,000 subsequent on, like, I got a vacuum for it. I got a flamingo. I hired a pool man. I hired a pool man. A pool man. <laughs> Because I have this, <laughs> she, I know her, she's my friend's stepsister, she's a pool man, and she has a route right by my house, so she's like, okay, then mail me 25 bucks, I'll come by once a week, and I'll check the chemicals for you, and I'm like, done, because I have this fear, you know, you, you hear this, these horror stories that people are, like, swimming in warm water, and, like, something crawls up their hoo-hoo, and I'm like, I am, you know, it's stagnant water. <laughs> It's stagnant. You don't drain it. And so I'm like, well, shit, I don't, you know, what if it gets hot in there and something? So she comes and balances the chemicals. So I have a pool man for it and everything. Like, it is a serious country club situation out here. It sounds very country club. It is luxurious. It's very luxurious. <laughs> it's very nice. I love it. They have a bad rep, I have to tell you. Really They're bad. great now. They're they stepped it up. Like, I had one when I was living in the valley. <sighs> when was that like I was maybe seven or eight and it was such a janky one but it was a savior for us as like little yeah. kids but I was telling Ricky I'm like yours is I mean light years ahead of what ours you know was just it would shake and whatever but I mean we we're happy to have that now it's like freaking profesh I love it I want one they're awesome well congrats on that I'm a big proponent of Thank that you. <laughs> you scored oh we scored because i see people trying to sell them on facebook marketplace and i think these people get the worst kind of karma people that try to like extort people it's the same pool that i bought for 109 dollars that they're selling for 550 wow. Like, you, wow that is bad karma for you come That's on crazy. well you got to make a living in covid I, I guess, but man, that's a big markup, you know, but yeah, we scored 109 bucks and just priceless memories. That's awesome. <laughs> maybe we'll take a dip right now. You should. What's that? I said, maybe we'll take a dip right now. Yeah, maybe I will. Okay. So what have we learned today? Ladies, we learned that all answers go back to twilight. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct. We learned that we are team Jacob. Are you team Jacob? Ricky, are you team You know what? In my older age, I am team Jacob. When I was younger, mm -hmm. I I kind of felt that um I kind of felt that Edward's overbearing controllingness was a sign of how much he loved her, which is like a right. totally like abused mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. and now I'm like, this fuck him. Like I know. Totally. Yeah, Edward's a terrible person, really. He's like an abuser. Team Jacob, yeah. Team Jacob. All right. So we're all team Jacob. Absolutely. Um, what else have we learned today? Um, um, we're going to send everybody on an island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to get in touch with Hawaii. Work yes. something out. Yes. 
Maybe. Maybe we can live in Hawaii, though. We got to keep Hawaii pristine. Maybe we can send them to Catalina. That's what I was just going to say. Bye, bye, bye. Long Beach yeah, Flyer to take them back and forth. Is anybody even on Anacapa these days? Nobody. Send them over there. I, mean, I love Catalina, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, if I had to choose between Catalina and Hawaii, Catalina is definitely expensive. <laughs> I just hope we could put them on that Molokai Island. But you're right. I like Catalina better. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, Alcatraz is a perfectly nice standing <laughs> building. <laughs> You're right. Naked. They have a building. Totally. There's a boat that goes there. It's hard to get the damp in there, so you can just escalate the COVID downfall. This is boom. Just get rid of them and move them through like They'll that. Get in their cells every night. <laughs> we're all going to hell. <laughs> we're, we're horrible people. No. <laughs> the best way to cope with something like this is to have a laugh about it, right? Totally. Oh yeah, totally. we're the queen of sick jokes. We uh, we have come up with some real sick ones in our day because uh, it's just easier to laugh about things. It is. You easier. have to. And if people would not take themselves so seriously and understand that to laugh about something is not to discount that people are struggling financially, that people have lost loved ones, that uh, essential workers are overworked ridiculous amounts. That all business owners are suffering heavily. All of that is still there. Totally. Still, we can laugh and have fun and take a minute off the stress. That's the whole. That's the point of the podcast. And this moment in time is to take a minute, take a break from the stress. Absolutely. And I hope that everyone has some form of. evolution of how they want to live moving forward. Maybe, maybe this was a good thing to just take a step back and see what's really important and how to adjust our, our lifestyle of. Yes, absolutely. That's our big takeaway. I think maybe from the podcast. Yeah. Reevaluate, reprioritize, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Change your expectations of life. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy maybe simpler things, a slower lifestyle if possible. Even if it's like one day, one afternoon a week, you know, obviously when things go back to really normal, it's hard to, you're going to sit in traffic again and kids have to go back, you know, but maybe if you could just like have one recreated afternoon a week that, you know, was like the quarantine, you know, maybe something, I don't know. Uh, COVID Friday. Friday. Quarantine. <laughs> some meals. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Something. I think that would be nice, actually. Me too. Yeah. I'm Pretty not nice. to the rat race returning. So. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I hope to see you actually in person soon, Leanne. Me. Because this is totally. lovely. But when we can, that would be really nice. I would I love to agree. see that. You know, Halston did a podcast with me um, last week with my girls because the three of us have all been sitting quarantined together and he wore a mask the whole time. And I thought, they're far apart. I'm far from them. When can we start coming back together? Maybe not so far away. So I don't far know. away in the distance, yeah. yeah. Even if we do two chairs and a couch, we can definitely be six feet apart. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. We just, we, when this initially happened, we started using the Anchor app and doing our podcast and we both kind of looked at each other one day or said to each other, rather, we just, it was not 
the passion wasn't there because we, we weren't there to like make eye contact. The, like the chemistry wasn't there. And to be honest, neither of us had anything to talk about because no one had anything to talk about because we haven't mm-hmm. been anywhere or done anything. And so we're like, you know, we're putting out a half-ass shit show right now. And I'd rather just not put it out and wait mm-hmm. until we yeah. can be together again. So we're just maybe like in the next, probably this week or maybe next week, ready to get back into my ghetto garage studio. Um, and like make the yeah. magic. Just the two of us. Start. Yeah, just the two of us, maybe no guests for a while, maybe even open the garage so it's ventilated. Um, but you know, we've missed it a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. we were just putting out shit, honestly. Like we were just like, so, you no, know, it was like, just not quality, you know, why bother mm-hmm. not, if it's not the quality that you want, you know, I agree. Why bother, I that a little bit too. I don't like the game in that there's a delay in audio. Like if one of you are talking, someone else can't talk. And I hate that. I like that we can see everybody's faces. I do yeah. too. I like that a lot. But Me too. I, not the same when I was in the back in the in the studio with Georgia and Isla. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And that's we all all three of us, I think, got into this for that reason, really. It was really for this in a way, self-gratification of we like doing it. We really yeah. enjoy it. And so if yeah. you can't do that, you're like, why am I doing this right now? If it's not what I want to be. But we're getting back there. So yeah. I'm excited. And this is this is really lovely to dive back into it just with you. So this Absolutely. is a good alternative. I'm so glad we did it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on again and reaching, reaching out to us. We love you. I know. Same here. I love you guys too. So great. Okay. Well, let's talk in in, in a little bit and maybe we could, maybe we could do your house, you know, maybe in another month or two, it'll feel like safe enough that we can touch it. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, you know, yeah. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I can tell you this. Every time we use those microphones, we Lysol the hell out of them. They're Lysol and That's good. And it can be done. It can be done. We can yeah. get that we are far enough apart that it can be done. So maybe next time we'll be in person. That sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You too. You too. One second. So the gardener leaves. Can you hear my gardener? Oh yeah, now I can. Yeah. <laughs> Bad timing. timing. Well, stay safe. You guys. Thank you. Thank you you too.